to change within your prayer schedule, you know, now that you're fasting? Let's take some real intention to this. It's only 21 days. Number four, like I said earlier, prepare your body. Some things will be missing. <laughs> so prepare your body. Have that mentality that stomach, you may not eat the way you're going to eat that you used to eat. And so I know some of y'all just stocked up on state fair food. And so, um, so you might have to recondition your stomach <laughs> going into this fast. Number five, prepare your schedule. That one's simple. And number six, um, end your fast gradually. When you end the fast, please, we had a dry fast, I think, earlier this year. Some people were like, oh, I can't go and go to Tizbuka and eat, like, jollof rice and pounded yam and, like, and, you know, all the, no, you don't, you don't want to kill yourself, guys. Gradually wean yourself off. And so after you fast, start small, get a smoothie, get something, whatever, whatever kind of fast you're doing, um, whether it's a Daniel's fast, don't just go ahead and hit, like, a, a, a porterhouse steak, you know, ease yourself into it. And so I just want to give y'all just a brief understanding of the fast. Y'all got that? All right, cool. If you're taking notes today, the title of my short message is, It Is Finished. Simple. It is finished. It is finished. What does it mean to finish? The definition for finish is to bring a task or activity to an end or just to complete. Bring a task or activity to an end or complete. That's what it means to finish. I want us to open our Bibles to John 19, 28 to 30. John 19, 28 to 30. This is where we're taking the, um, this is the series text. Um, John 19, 28 to 30. If you're there, say there. If you're there, say there. All right, we're still getting there. Uh, cool. After this, when Jesus knew that everything had now been finished, he said, I am thirsty. He said this so that scripture could finally be concluded. Verse 29. A jar filled with vinegar was there, so the soldiers put a sponge soaked in the vinegar of a hyssop stick and held it to his mouth. Verse 30. After Jesus had taken the vinegar, he said, it is, it is. Then he bowed his, his head and died. Bless the reading of God's word. When I was doing some research and some study on this uh, scripture, uh, there's something called the Synodic Gospels, and, and there's four Gospels that are very alike. Many of us know the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Very similar. They have similar takes, similar scriptures, similar wording. But when we get to John, John gives us a different perspective of, 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 uh, of uh, eyewitness accounts. And so many of the scriptures kind of give us an idea of what was happening the day Jesus died. We see that he was on the cross, and we even see in some scriptures that he said, uh, oh, my father, my father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We see these in scripture. But when we get to John, we have a different level of insight, a different perspective. In fact, we get a little glimpse of a conversation that's happening. We see that in this scripture, it says that Jesus knew that everything uh, had now been finished. And so we see that Jesus takes decisive steps, not out of fleshly desires, but out of scriptural um, alignment. And we see he, he, he drinks the, the, I think it was the vinegar, um, and then, or he takes a bit of it. And it says after the, he had taken the vinegar, he now says, it is finished. When I begin to think about what is so important of this, when we think about it is finished, of course, it means that everything is complete. It's final. It's done. We're good to go, right? When you're done with the exam, you're done with the exam. 
it is finished. We're done. I'm done with school. I'm done with school. For some people, you're not done yet. It's okay. <laughs> but when we know it is finished, it lets us know that we are not going back. It means that everything that happened the season before is, is already been addressed. Don't bother me anymore. Professors, leave me alone. Job manager that was wild, don't call me, don't text me. Uh, cutting ties. I'm now stepping over because whatever the season was, I'm done with it. But what allowed me to have a level of insight when reading this is when I was, when I was thinking about it, I was like, God, there has to be something greater for the congregation. There has to be something better because there has to be something that they can get out of it just in the intro week because we're going to get deeper, of course. And so when I thought of it is finished, the Holy Spirit, just let me know that. Okay. It is finished recognizes time. It recognizes time. And I begin to ponder and think about it, and I start to think to myself that this is an indication that Jesus was so in tune with time and season. I'll give you clarity. Are y'all tracking? Okay. Thank you, Tara. <laughs> Jesus was so in tune with time and season. And so as I started to think, it's almost like the Holy Spirit began to lead me, lead me to different parts of the scripture to give me understanding of how intentional Jesus Christ has been with time and season. And I'm going to give you all the insight here. Galatians 4, 4 to 5. Galatians 4, 4 to 5. I want to open this scripture real quick. Galatians 4, 4 to 5. We see Paul speaking here. It says, but when the right time, but when the right, are y'all tracking? All right. But when the right finally came, God sent his own son. He came as a son of a human mother and lived under the Jewish law, verse 5, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might become God's children, verse 4. Let's go back. This scripture lets us know that there was possibly a wrong time that Jesus could have came. God had to wait for the what? Right time to release Jesus Christ. So if God is subjected and is even pondering and making decisions based on the right time, how much more should we? How much more should we probably even be reflecting on what time and season we are in? That means there are seasons that were coming into place. There were seasons that were happening. I can probably think about the time, God, about the Israelites, about the time Moses was there, by the time Joshua was there, by the time Elijah was there. And God is just looking through all these different prophets, Deborah, Samson, Solomon, David. And he's saying through all of these seasons, it's not the right time yet to release my son. So we learn that God is entrusted in time and season. And so when we hear the word, it is finished, isn't Jesus Christ about his father's business? They think the same, right? And so an example, as I start to think about this, and I want you to think about this because we're going to get to a point, is in Matthew 3, 13 to 15. Matthew 3, 13 to 15. During this whole series, the biggest question I want you to be asking yourself is, what time and season am I in? What season am I in right now? What is, what, what, we are so, we are so used to just going day by day by day by day unintentionally. Have you thought to self, am I in the right season? What steps am I supposed to be making right now? The scripture says here 
Matthew 3, 13 and 15, because I want you to recognize how in tune Jesus Christ was with his time and season. It says here, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. We know the story, John the Baptist baptizing Jesus. It says verse, verse 14, but John protested. He said, no, Jesus, uh-uh. Having in mind to prevent him, saying, it is I, John the Baptist, who have need to be baptized by you, Jesus Christ. And do you come to me? Verse 15 says, but Jesus replied to him, permit it just for now. Time and season. I understand that most people graduate at this time. And I understand that most people are supposed to go into the job market. But for me, in this season, I've recognized that God wants me to wait. Any other person, any other season, God would want me to transition out of a job to another job. But for this season, for now, because I'm falling, I'm within the will of God. And I recognize that the season I'm in is a season of waiting. I must stay now. Jesus is saying that any other time I came to you, John the Baptist, you, I will baptize you. But for this time, you must baptize me. Here's the thing. When it comes to the will of God, it's not about what makes sense. It's what the will of God requires. It's okay. You'll get that later. Time and season. A scripture that many of us know John 2, 1 to 4, John 2, 1 to 4, the wedding at Cana, we see another instance of Jesus recognizing time and season. It says, two days later, there was a wedding in the town of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, verse 2. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to this wedding, verse 3. When the wine had given out, Jesus' mother said to him, they are out of wine, verse 4. You must not tell me what to do, Jesus replied to his mother. He's, you know, a little sassy there. <laughs> you must not tell me what to do, Jesus replied. But he now says, my time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. He's recognizing what time and season. I would like to ask you, many of us make decisions in life because of how we feel. Have we thought to ourselves that we probably should make more decisions based on the time and season God has put us in? If you knew the season that God has put you in and what he requires, you would probably say no to more things. You wonder why you keep repeating seasons over and over and over again? Because you have not recognized the season you're in. You're pushing against something and saying it's the devil, it's the devil, it's the devil. Every, every delay, every stagnancy, I uproot you. Mm -mm. The season requires you to wait and sit down. But you're so unaware of the time and season you are in. We see in John 17, 1 to 2, another example. John 17, 1 to 2. It says, after Jesus finished saying this, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. I just want to give you, I'm just giving you different examples of how in tune Jesus with, was with the time and season he was in. He said, the hour has come. He has recognized that the time has come for a transition. 
I'm letting you know this because many of you will not get anything out of this series if you have not recognized the season you're in. The title of the series is what? It is finished. How do you know if you're actually finished? It's only if you recognize the season you're in. You can scream, it is finished, it is finished, it is finished, only to find out you're just beginning. You must know the time and season you're in. And so we come back to Jesus on the cross. And in this scripture, it makes so much sense, John 19, 28 to 30, the, the original scripture that we read. It makes sense why Jesus says, the scripture says that he knew, Jesus knew, he had knew that the time was finished. At this time it was done. He knew. Is that when Jesus knew that everything had now been finished, because of how in tune and how intentional he has been throughout his life and figuring out, God, what have you called me for in this season? What, are you, what do you want me to do in this season? Why do you have me in this job? Why do you have me in this school? Why have you given me this influence? What am I supposed to be doing in this time and season? When it got to the end, he said he had now known at that point that everything that it is now finished. I want to give you something. How do you know what time and season you're in? Just real quick. How do you know? What is being required of you in this season? That's one of the first indications. What is being required? What is pulling out of you? What is pulling out of you? Maybe the fact that your phone is always dry and no one's calling you should indicate that maybe it's time to just rest. <laughs> it's time to take the steam off. Maybe there's a season where you're, 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 you're constantly on the move, one thing after another after another. And that's the season that God is saying, I need you to make the best use out of this season. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly you everywhere. I'm going to be, everything I'm going to require from you, keep on going. You have the strength. You're young. You have, you have the strength to do it. So keep on going because there's going to be a season that you will have to sit down. So you have to identify the demand that God has put on you in every season. And so, as we are in this series, if you can figure out and pray to God to give you clarity on what season you're in, it will let you know and give you guidance on how to pray. When we are saying it is finished, it is to let you know, for some people, it's a statement of a relief. For some people, it's a statement of encouragement. It's a statement of relief for some people because it lets you know that all the season of craziness, all the season of up and down, the season of instability is finally coming to an end. The season of a bad relationship, it's coming to an end. The season of heartbreak, it's coming to an end. <laughs> Side eye. <laughs> Please don't come out and say I broke a relationship. <laughs> so for some people, it's a relief in letting you know that finally the season is done. But for some other people, it's an encouragement to let you know that in the waiting, in the time, God is putting you into a new chapter. He's launching you into a new season. For some people that have been praying, God, what am I supposed to do next? What am I supposed to do next? He's launching you into a new season. Amen? Yes. 
And so a couple things I want you to write down when it comes to this series, because I, I think these are all levels of instruction for every single person as we are going into this series. Number one, this series is going to be a time of equipping. I guess you can say I'm kind of pubbing this series a little bit so you can attend the next three weeks. <laughs> it's only three weeks. It's going to be a time of equipping. This is specifically for people, because I heard this very clearly, that there's some people that God has already put you into your next chapter, but you're unequipped. You don't have what it takes. And because some of you, I'll even go deeper, you don't even realize you're in your next season. And so you don't even know what you need. We see this in scripture in Acts 1, 3 to 5, it says, for 40 days after his death, this is Jesus, he appeared to them many times in ways that proved beyond doubt that he was alive. They saw him and talked with them about the kingdom of God. And when they came together, he gave them the order. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift I have told you about, the gift my father promised. The scripture here lets us know that Jesus, as he was leaving, as he knew he would ascend, he already prepared an equipping for the disciples. Because as I'm going, something else has to equip you. And so in this next chapter, the last chapter, I was there, I was leading you, I was performing the miracles, I was praying for you, but this next chapter, you got to wait, and the Spirit of God is going to come and gift you. And so he wants to equip those that are stepping into the new chapter. Number two, I heard this very clearly as well. In this series, I need everyone to know, if you are finishing a, a season, finish strong. Don't finish messy. Don't finish, finish sloppy. Finish strong. It would be such a shame if the last weekend of this series we, we, we come and we're like, oh, it is finished, it is finished, it is finished. Meanwhile, you've made so many people upset. And you've said, ah, oh, screw y'all, I'm out of this. <laughs> it is finished. <laughs> Finish strong. Don't be calling off knowing that the next job is there. Finish strong. You saw I felt that one. <laughs> Finish strong. The next thing, it's important, number three, that we pray in community and gather faith. Pray in community and gather faith. The beautiful thing about this series is that we're going to be praying in person. 21 days, we'll also have, I think, um, uh, our IG live. That's not saying you shouldn't come. <clears throat> but we'll be able to experience prayer in community and, of course, gathering faith. Because here's the thing. Faith, like a mustard seed, when we all come together and we all pray and intercede with each other, it's like we're gathering faith and God sees us. I can recall the time that people gathered in the house and they were praying for Peter to be released from jail. And, and, and literally after Peter, he literally came to the door and he saw them praying desperately for his release. And so we're going to be praying in community, but I also want to, uh, to implore you to go the extra step. Even as, if it's just one person, find someone that you can trust and saying, hey, maybe like twice a week for the next three weeks, I want us to pray together on these things. Because there's a thing, your silence and your privacy is what's keeping you in that season. You can't even acknowledge that the season is over. Your friends know. But you know if they talk. Wahala. Just like that. So I want you to understand, we must pray in community. 
Number four, and this is really important for some people in here. In this time, make a decision. You must make a decision. And when I was, when I was writing down the notes, what I heard specifically with this is that some people need to just cut it off. Y'all know what that means. <clears throat> Stop playing with fire. Stop playing with, with toys from the old. It's time to grow up. You cannot have everything. You, you cannot be dealing with, with carnal things. You cannot be dealing with things of the past and still praying that God will put you in the new. I was saying this in the first service, I believe that we have to, we have to get this Im imagery in mind that many of us in the journey that we, we've been in in the last season, we have gathered and we've picked up so much baggage. And so by the time we get to the next season, we have to, we have to get this in mind that it's okay to drop it. We can drop it because God needs us to be free. He needs us to be free as we're walking in for what he wants to do. And number five, we need to start preparing for the new normal. Prepare for the new normal. One thing I always encourage people to do, and even, you know, I had, I had a situation that happened recently. You know, there's a statement that says, um, um, stay ready so you don't have to get ready, right? Perfect. And I had a situation that happened to me recently where it literally checked me that I needed to, that I was not prepared, and I ended up losing out on some things. And so for this next season, for many of us, prepare for your new normal. Prepare for what the, what, what the prayer cycle is going to look like for the new normal. Prepare your new schedule. Prepare yourself ahead of time, because if you walk into the new season without preparation, I know we're saying that there's unequipped, that God will equip you and all this, but I want you to understand that. Even the mindset, prepare your mind for what is to come. You want a six-figure job? Go and see how the six-figure people think. <laughs> so you need to prepare yourself. If you're lazy, check it. Check yourself. Start getting into waking up at 5 a.m. Get yourself together and prepare for the next chapter. These are all the things I want us to understand that God wants to do in this series. And it all comes down to this. Remember, what time and season are you in? That's it. And so I want us to just bow our heads right now and just pray that God open our eyes. God, help me to be able to sense what time and season you've placed me in. God, am I exiting a season? God, am I entering into a new season, God? God, what are you doing in my life? I know I've not been the most intentional in the past, God, but I want to know what you're doing in these next three to four months, in these next three weeks, Heavenly Father, God. So God, open my eyes. God, is there a new responsibility that's coming upon me? 
Prepare me, Heavenly Father, because I've been in this season for too long. Help me to even identify that, yes, I've been in this season for too long. Help me to identify that there's an open door ahead of me. And so even right now, even as we're still praying, I just want to um, extend the opportunity because one of the major reasons why we even gather is just to give people an opportunity to come in relationship with Christ, whether they've had a relationship with him before or maybe this is their first time. And so this may be the time in the season, this may be the fresh start that some people in here need, whether you're watching online or you're hearing through podcasts or later on. And so I want us to say this prayer together. And as we say this, for those individuals that know this is a fresh start and want to make this decision, I want, us to say, I want you to say this personally to God as a declaration. And I want us to all say this together, even as a family. And so let's say this. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord. And I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Still keeping our heads bowed real quick, just real quick, guys. Is there anyone in this room that said that prayer? Because I want to pray with you. I just want you to just lift up your hand right now. Um, that said that prayer and meant it. I want to come back to you, God. I commit my life back to you. I want to come back into relationship with you. Is there anyone in this room? If you're online, you can text save to the chat. Just, just anyone in this room. We're going to pause the service right now just to... Uh, for you to just lift up your hand and keep it there so I can see you. Just anybody, anybody. So Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you, God. Because we know that we are stepping into a season, God, that you're completing things and you're, you're starting new seasons for us, God. And so we just pray, Heavenly Father, that help us to identify the season that you're in, God. Help us to walk a lifestyle of considering the will of God within our life, Heavenly Father, at all times. And so we pray, Heavenly Father, just for guidance, for wisdom, for obedience, God, to do the necessary steps that are needed, God, to step into our new season, and for some, God, to exit out of one season, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, for testimonies to begin, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, for rejoicing to come, God, in this season, Lord. And we say, Almighty Father, God, that not our will be done, but your will be done, Lord. Thank you once again, Heavenly Father. And for those that gave their life to Christ, God, we just say thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord, even as they're coming into relationship with you, God, that they will never regret this decision, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that even as they're coming into relationship, God, that you just uh, meet them where they are. We come against any voice of guilt and shame, God, and we just pray, Lord, that they will only hear your voice, God. God, we say thank you once again. In the mighty name we just we pray. Amen. Can we give glory to God right now? Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.